2: Remember, you can listen to W-E-E-I on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 W-E-E-I. Now, more of Gresh and
0: Fourier on W-E-E-I.
3: Hour two on a Tuesday. Tom Kerr, an hour from now. He'll be with us at noon. Billy Laney's got you uh, trending coming up in about 15 minutes from now, or maybe a skosh less, and... I know that uh, the folks at Mass Live Fourier Mm -hmm. did a uh, big thing on uh, Mac Jones yesterday. Oh, yeah. I know that uh, Tom Curran on his podcast talked to uh, uh, Mac's quarterback coach as well. Is that Dan Orlovsky or is that Bill O'Brien or is that some other guy? (laughs) The the guy that that he's talking to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's an older fella. Which quarterback coach are we talking about? Is this. The guy that helps him with True. his throwing is it yeah. the guy that actually was his quarterback? Is this Matt? Is it Pat- somebody with the, is this, on the Jets organization? Is this Matt Patricia? Yeah, there was uh, that where in the story that was in Mass Live yesterday, uh, and I know that we will hear some of this as well. Uh, but apparently, Belichick just didn't communicate with Mac at all. Just what do stop you make of talking to. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, is it real? Do I believe it? that bill just stopped shun mac just yeah because in a way i'm so, i in a way i i could care less about mac jones and what happened to him and why anymore everybody's been fired or everybody's going to be gone who had anything to do with this it's mm-hmm. like let's just be let's just get over it and never mention his name again so do i think bill holds a grudge absolutely do i think bill is vindictive Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think he likes whiny, bitchy, complainy, go-behind-my-back people? I think he hates them. He likes loyalty. He likes disciplined guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, he likes the snarkiness, too. But everything that I think that Mac represents, I think he hates. Which is interesting because the first year went so well, and then you put in a country-fried rube as OC – And you just expect this guy to sit there and say, "Thank you, sir. May I have another?" But do you believe that there's a situation where it's he's the quarterback? At the worst case, like you know, in the best case scenario for him, once he got benched and demoted, was he was a backup quarterback? So he's got to be involved. He's got to be into it. He's got to be you know available he's got to be hovering around the quarterback coach he's got to be around the the starting quarterback and I didn't see him do that in the beginning and we it, there's nothing about Bill O'Brien freezing him out who is the offensive coordinator he, he, who was his position coach there is that but then there is the bill just freezing everybody out apparently in the last couple of weeks down there bill tried to grab control of stuff and things like that Hell, I bet you if you got Bel- Belichick on the boat with a couple of pops in him or whatever, you'd be able to get him to say, well, yeah, the reason I'm sitting here is because Mac couldn't make five throws over the course of the, you know, 23 season. Yeah. I, then, I think a there's is really what it comes which down is, to. Which, to me, I think is horrible, personally. You're the head coach. Suck it up. Don't be a baby. You're a grown man. You're an adult. Like, what are you doing? You're going to, like, act like you don't see him? You're gonna need to walk by him and, and just just you're so angry. He probably looks at Mac as the to your point as the reason why he's in this position in the first place, even though he had a hand in destroying him, no doubt. And if he can't, if Matt, if Bill can't admit that, then holy crap! I do think it's interesting though, Gresh, like how like this is coming up, like how you're starting to see when Bill was fired, you were start, it felt like a smear campaign. Um towards bill and now that mac is kind of like bill is gone and and mac's kind of you know just kind of floundering around in this building but mm-hmm. now it's rumored that he's going to be gone they're not going to pick up his fifth year option now you're starting to hear how poorly he was treated how badly they managed him how terrible their development plan with him was how they just completely iced them out and uh, and just didn't involve him in anything. and didn't communicate with him. And didn't even he didn't even know that he was going to be a you know healthy scratch in the last game of the season. What a jerk that! What a jerk move that would that be. That is uh, that is a little excessive from Bill. There's no question. So I believe I personally believe. Take take this however you want. I don't care that this is a big part of Mac Jones and his PR firm saying we got to fix your reputation. We got to let everybody know out there that you did everything possible and they just royally screwed you. They isolated you, they kept you in the dark, they stopped coaching you. And then they tried to coach you but they did it with a defensive quarter and they forced you to deal with it and they and they also didn't want you to to bitch or complain. They just wanted to force feed this crappy ass system and this stupid message and they didn't want you to bitch or complain. Like and and oh by the way Listen, you're in safe safe territory now cuz everybody hates Bill. Nobody's hiring him. So let's go out there and let all the other coaches know and let all the other media members know that this had nothing to do with you. You're still a great player and you could be fixed if what happened to Mac Jones here happened to Justin Fields in Chicago, there would be people that we just Heard from on the stupid Brady Mahomes stuff. Yeah. <laughs> who would be sitting on yeah. the four-letter network screaming yeah. how it was one of the greatest injustices in the history. Yeah, absolutely. But because it's Mac, you're not going to get any of that. Nope. So he's got to back-channel it and do it himself. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, you, you know, so sources say that he spoke to some of the uh, Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson was praising the Jets, and how at least they were honest with him and communicated with him, and it didn't work out, and, and they told him they were going to trade him, and they they want to make sure he was, you know, you know, mentally ready for it, and then it didn't work out, but but Mac, because it's Mac, and because it's Bill, was kept in the dark. Well, can you think of a time when you were around where that? spite and malice kind of showed up because some would say Malcolm Butner, Butler not playing in the Super Bowl was one of those moments. This whole thing would Mac towards the end, not talking to him or whatever. I know at the end, the Corey Dillon divorce was a little messy because even Randy Moss, just a little even, bit yeah, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It Randy never, it never really got yep. out, but the whole, the way yep. Moss started to act towards mm-hmm. the end of his run here yep. behind the scenes, that was something. So, is that just, law. I mean, is that just the way Bill handles it? Like, you, there you go. Like, there's a good one. You know, we've walked back on that whole three yeah. deal. Was Bill communicating every day with Laura Malloy or was it, well, it's the business of the NFL. You're gone. I feel like there's a lot more of the latter. And if we just thought about it, we can probably find some other examples, whether it is flattering towards Bill Belichick or not. Or like or t- Mac is not the first one. He's no. not he's not like the exception no. to the rule. He, he is, is the rule. He is the most known or most important one after, say, Malcolm Butler, because of Butler it was the Super Bowl. But with Mac, it was the quarterback, and the guy came in, played well as a rookie. You won a bunch of games. I know people forget you went to the playoffs, all that kind of stuff. How do you feel about uh about my opinion of Mac? Um, at least his camp, doing this, getting out of, uh, in front of this on purpose. Yeah, I think this is more of a everybody knows it's bad, but you didn't know how bad. And it started to come out when Mayo became coach, right? Oh, uh, collaborative, silos, you know, uh, hovercrafts, whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Duck boats. Well, it cost <laughs> the God, right? Everything was wrong. Yeah. No, but I think. <laughs> Ultralights. But I think. <laughs> we're we're what we're getting from kind of the mac side here is the context of what we all saw. Christian, there was nobody who was like, "Boy, Matt Patricia, what a great hire." It was more, "What are you doing to this kid?" type thing. And then it became when Matt Patricia left, okay, here's a functional offensive coordinator Maybe you don't realize how damaged the quarterback really was, and and again, I even go back to look at the first two games of the year. He looked way closer to 2021 than he did the guy who ended the year. So I think what we're kind of getting is the clarity, or for those real old who remember Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. Now that's what we're getting here. I think- See, I would, I, if I was him, like this would be my my game plan. This would be my game because the problem with Mac, and I saw this even in my career, like when I was a free agent, I started taking all these trips and and all these coaches were like asking me like why I wanted to retire. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't know. What t- I, I never wanted to retire. I, I talked about it like a couple times, but it was never, a, you know, because things sucked, you know, but like uh, I never really wanted to. So I had to literally convince these coaches and these teams and these GMs that, no, I'm I'm in it for the long haul. That was a momentary, like, discussion I had. Then I was like, who the hell told? How the hell did he get out? Yeah, the narking going on? Yeah, that's... It's a small... It is a small community of coaches, and they all talk to everybody. So they all have heard, they've all all heard stories. They all read the news, and Mac's been a big part of it. If I'm his people, if I'm his camp, I'm releasing stories. I'm letting everybody know. And you mentioned injustice. Yeah, to take a prized possession like this, a a guy that was so unbelievably successful in college, and just completely destroy him, but because out of spite, out of like your personal vindictiveness, out of mm-hmm. your attitude, of like your your old curmudgeon ways, that to me, well, people it, will be like, you know, this guy, dude, I get it, I'm twenty seven. Like, dude, look, we're the same. In the old boy network. Yeah. I'm gonna hire my guy Patricia to do something because yeah. he'll be loyal and all that whatnot. He's gonna get snatched up and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a legitimate chance to start the If NFL. you're if you're San Francisco and you liked Mac from the beginning and you look at the depth that you have, you why wouldn't you consider that? I mean, if you really if they really liked him, that's the thing. Plus, he he's gotta go if Mac if Mac goes to another organization, because I still think until there's a lot more clarity on the offensive side of what they might do with the number three pick, it, not that he's factored in, but they're not just gonna punt him off the roster for fun. However, if you're Mac and say you don't get traded or you just get released and you can go out into the wild and find your team, that's where you gotta try to go to a Shanahan, someone like that. McVay. Who has a history of being able to kind of nurture quarterbacks, bring them back, whatever it is. Cause I still think there will be people across the league who will say, Yeah, Bill screwed it up. I got He's the a team. first rounder. Who you got? Atlanta? No. Oh. Although that wouldn't that wouldn't be bad either. Tampa. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. Oh, there actually there's a lot. Like Minnesota. Huh, go with Kevin O'Connell. Hey, I was a quarterback. I can see what they did to you. Because that's the thing. The coach is going to have to talk sweet nothings into his ear, right? be real gentle with him. Mm-hmm. I I know. I'm telling you, you know those dogs in that like Sarah McLaughlin video, those commercials where Stop, the dogs are being I beating, hate those. That's, I, those are I, the I, ones you have to re, you have to nurture them. You I, have to rehabilitate. Uh, he needs re- rehabilitation is what he needs. I I can't watch those commercials. And yes, yeah, and that's the thing. So does he go to somebody that either? Has a strong offensive coordinator with a history of working with quarterbacks or a head coach who is calling plays. And think about it. He's got the one, so he's got two years left. uh, You know, they're not going to pick, no one's going to pick up that fifth year option. He goes to a team, he proves himself. They can still pick up the fifth year option, which could still technically be considered. I think they'll miss the window. Will they? Even if you trade him, yeah. You would have to do sort of like what uh, maybe what Green Bay did with uh, Love. Where they worked out like a two-year deal. Once uh, he became the starter, yeah, 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 so yeah. instead of being on okay. the hook, but but I uh, look, I right now you're making him sing for a supper at this point. Like there's, you know, this is where the whole like business end of me and the NFL comes into play. It's like, yeah, we'll give you opportunity, but it's league minimum unless your contract de- dictates otherwise. In which, if say Mac were traded somewhere, it's about two nine in salary, which nowadays in the what uh, would you rather do pay. Uh, Jacoby Brissett 6 million to back up or if you're like Kevin O'Connell you know what I mean the whole hey this guy was a first round pick I can get him really cheap by NFL
0: standards Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports
1: Back clock at 4 Doncic the
0: step back 3 you bet music you said my word
1: Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card, I left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device ineligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.
0: Grish and Fourier on
1: W-E-E-I. I
3: think I'm about to keel over and die. I really feel like it that I'm just gonna stand up and, <laughs> and why wow, you still you're still sick? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like want me to make night, you laugh. Had, no, God no. My uh my kid like had uh school last week and he came home and all weekend he's just hacking and coughing and all that. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate because it's going I mean it is everywhere for crying out loud. Like just the whole uh uh everybody getting sick and the sniffles are being around kids or whatever and No, I just feel like at some point I'm going to keel over. Well, I was just writing a friend of mine about some of the – and I know we're going to get to the Senior Bowl stuff uh, later on, but uh, like, hey, you know, I was asking him about uh, Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Not and, not on the team that is coached by Troy Brown, by the way. I know. I mean, what a break. A bad break. I know. At least you'd like to get Troy's it's, thoughts on, hey, I was with these guys in the huddle because he's the OC for one of the teams. Yeah, like oh this is this is the, the league really testing Troy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I put Knicks and Penix, okay, instead yeah. of the full names, just real quickly. And uh, so it autocorrected Penix's name. Auto-corrected? Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> it went to Nick. Wait! It went to Nick's penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I now was like, broken. wow. What are the odds? Uh, what are the odds? See, now you feel better. Oh, that is See, great. that'll get you to yeah, cough up I, all that or phlegm. I died uh, just trying to. I'm a- sure it's a common mistake. What's that? Just oh, Nick's- during the draft, Wait, someone are is going to you- say Nick's penis. Are you say I was just going to say. Are you saying that Nick's penis is a mistake? One of you. Seen? Someone is going to mess up. Now, who knows if Bo Nix is, uh, you know, or Michael Penix going to the second round? Because isn't the second round when they usually have like a guest picker? Right? It's like. Roger Goodell, oh, yeah, yeah. and then, or is it the third yeah, and fourth round? We're like, here's Ty Law. Yeah, here's super fan uh, Pat Patriot. Here oh, to make the pick. That's third day. Oh, Okay, that's yeah, third yeah, no, so they, they don't picks. Yeah, right. They're not rolling out. You know, the J E T T T S uh, Jets. Here, the winner of a contest online is Nick LePan. Yeah, yeah. here here's little Nick. To yeah. A, you know what I mean? New York yeah, There you go, That jam, guy. That, that poor bastard. I think that was a former player, though. It was. He was a yeah. fullback. Okay, yeah, he was a fullback. Go. Yeah. Again, live. Pro bowler. Too many hits to the head. Too excited. Uh, yes. Too excited. Forgot how to spell it. Oh, my God. There's someone in the Twitch chat who appears to be excited to be able to type the word penis. <laughs> like, this is the Listen. level. This is the level of... Some in the Twitch chat. I I, Listen, certain things I will will never get over, will never get old to me. Oh, you want to do this one? No, no, no. Fart jokes. I was going to say. Fart jokes and penis jokes. Oh, I was wondering how you were going to weave weave peni into this. No, it doesn't. I still, like, no matter what, I don't care how old I get, farts are always funny. To little fatty, since apparently in the Twitch chat, being able to say penis is a big deal, or type in member. There you go. I mean, how hard is it really? Good grief. I mean, it's a t- scientific name, I am pretty sure you could say it. Yeah, I think that uh yeah, that's right. I just oh. not, I don't know. We're not scientists.
1: We don't play scientists on TV. But. Can
3: can you imagine like uh, uh Jim Montgomery, you know, after a game. Well, he took a shot to his member. You're like, "What?" <laughs>
1: oh, oh, I know what he means.
3: Oh. Uh. They, in hockey, they would dress it up. Do you think like, like, like if you ding use ding or something? If you use like European slangs for like you know curse words, like European you know curse words, and you um, you don't get in trouble if you use them in America, right? If you're a coach, <laughs> uh, like you want to call a like uh, I don't know, I'm just curious. It's almost like a get out of free jail card. Hey, I'm using like a slang from another country, so <laughs> it's not offensive. I no, like. No, it them. still is. Is it? Yeah. It can be. Yeah. i was but saying it, like it sh- you should be. You that should be in it. a safe zone. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, again, you know, wanker. Great. I mean, yeah. You're you're calling someone a. Uh, uh, yeah, that's my point. So yeah, yeah. Montgomery should use that. You can't. It's a little weird though. Well, it's like a. It's like a. Like it's a, like a loophole. Like especially if you have a guy with a Canadian accent, you know, hey, you wanker. You know what I mean? Like they they do hoser. There's another one. Call that would be weird a if a uh, a guy born and raised in the United States is using the word a hoser. Why? <laughs> just it just would be but weird. But isn't it but wouldn't it be uh weird for an American to be using uh English lingo? Well, you know, to me it's like uh who's the receiver from uh Seattle that was using sign language to because he didn't want to get fined. Was it DK Metcalf? Mac- no, yeah. It was DK Metcalf. He was using sign language. Uh, after he scored, to rip the corners who couldn't cover him. I mean, that's which I thought slick. is which I thought is great because, and I was th- I would think the NFL would be like, no, 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 we know what you're doing. It would find you anyways. But I used to I used to send my my kids like I you know, we made up our own sign language, but like during games, like it's because I didn't want to be the parent yelling. I would have a little code words. I'd be like, I yeah, uh, I would be like the one lady who was at the press conference, yeah, and she didn't. She wasn't like a trained, licensed, sign language interpreter person. Got it. And she was just making up. Making it up as she went as along. As she was going. Like it was a third base coach <laughs> in Major League Baseball. Yeah. And she got away with it until somebody who really needed to, you know, use it to understand what was going on called in and said, wait a second, she she's making stuff up. I could see Billy <laughs> and Benny Lanny – Whenever uh, little Benny is out there in a little league or something like that, instead of Billy being the guy who would yell, I could see Billy sign languaging a little bit, or so, coming up with some sort of a uh, code so that just a look, yeah, you just well, that's enough. Look, that's enough. The, you got to have like three or four of them, though, right? There's like the good job look, like you're screwing up look, there. Stop being a baby look. Get off the ground look. Yeah, like I can't practice them. They'll just come naturally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They will, yeah. See, that's the same with me. Now, Billy, will your lady be sensitive to you maybe uh, getting on little Benny as a, as an athlete like that? or No, she knew right out of the get-go that I was banking on him being a lefty. There you go. So oh, she oh, This guy, this Billy Landy so never misses knew.
1: anything. Yeah, so if I can get him to be a lefty out of a bullpen, that's a 20-year career.
3: That is exactly and if, right.
1: Uh, and if I can't get him, if he's not left-handed, I'm banking on him being a catcher to uh, control the game.
3: Ooh, I like that. I like that, and I old, would also teach the, him to throw a football between his legs. Nah, the plan of the lefty, saying, that, the 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 left-handed relief pitcher Billy's right. That's fifteen years. You no, no, suck. yes. Also, just in case, well, teach him to throw a football between his legs. Uh, listen, CTE is a big deal. That's, that's a not, tough sell. That no, you don't ever get hit, and you you at least go to college for free. Well, there, nobody can do it. There is that. There is
1: that. That's bubble. a lie. Cardona made a tackle this year.
3: <laughs> Did he make a tackle?
1: <laughs> Did he really? I think so.
3: Uh, he probably <laughs> fell into it. Some probably knocked him down, and then he fell into it and just grabbed him. I'd love to uh, hear like uh Deossi go old man on. Back in my day, I got run over. As yeah, but the he's snapper. like a real athlete.
1: Like he's oh, a legit it. like but football he was, player. But
3: he was also a snapper who was a sitting duck and probably oh, yeah. you know wakes up some days ringing in his ears because now you can't touch the snap. The- now it's easy to be a snapper in the NFL. No, yeah, that's my point. So the two rules that they changed it's so crazy that you even mentioned this. I was literally thinking about this the other day. The two rules that that would probably change the way my life would be. Yeah, uh, would be the uh, what is it the. Um, the wedge busting rule for kickoff return. Ooh, I that. Where the poor saps that used to have to set the wedge, I'm telling you, like it was so funny. Usually it'd be a four man wedge or an if or two man wedge. And you're supposed to lock arms and nobody is supposed to leave. Right? You're a wedge, you're creating a wedge. Sure. Somebody would always wimp out and kind of fly. Oh, I kind of let, And then one person would take the brunt of the hit because there was always some psychopath who was 6'5", 255, and could run like a 4'4". And his only job, because he couldn't do anything else, was just to bust up the wedge. And you just had to sit there and take it. I was the kicker and the wedge buster in high school, so I would kick it and then run That's insane. as fast as possible. That's insane. Being the wedge buster that, that was rule so fun. That rule and the whole like, I've never even snapped the ball, but those poor centers used to just get their asses kicked like the, the long basis. snappers and the short snap. Yes, yeah. and then the guys who the defensive players who were real jerks they had this like kind of like uh technique where they would like really burrow, push them down, push them down, push them down, or, or, or go burrow. underneath and yep. then like and like literally and try to just throw them up. Them up. Yeah they just get their ass kicked on a regular basis. It was the worst. It was one of the tougher, And the best though. It was one of the tougher jobs in football. Now they've made it really So easy when you them. would see like a uh, a ball go over a uh, um a punter's head mm. or a snap for the holder, you it's usually because the guy who was snapping the ball was nervous about getting killed, so he would rush it because he wanted to protect himself. He didn't want to get killed. So if they if you kicked a lot of field goals, the long snapper would would be the key like little sneaky part where you could you know maybe you know get a break and block a kick because that dude was freaked out that's why there is uh for i think in particular older coaches that layer of security to have that old vested veteran long snapper you know whomever it is whatever team it is it's to have that guy where you know he's like he's not going to screw it up yeah he's not going to rush it He's gonna, you know, that is, uh, it's one of those positions, a little bit like kicker, quite honestly, where it's sort of undervalued. Like it is, you go ahead and screw up three of those in a year and see what happens. Like you'll figure out real quick that you ain't got a a long snapper. Do we need to hear from? Uh, uh, do we need to hear from Max Coach? Let's hear one. Since so we ha- let's just hear from one because I don't think. And we're going to talk to Kern, and Kern did the interview because this was on his uh, his podcast. And the one that I think is the best, uh, because he, here are the things that he went over mm-hmm. real quickly because uh, – did I delete it? Uh-oh. I think I did. Uh, oh, no, I didn't. No, no here it is. There's Stroll like five. Okay. What led to the decline in play for Mac was what topic. What stood out on Mac's interception from last season? That was the Indianapolis Colts game. Um, how much did coaching contribute to his struggles? All the stuff we've heard before, but the one I think Nick and I kind of decided I think was the best one to hear is the puffy coat game. <laughs> the puffy coat Which game. Which is against Indianapolis because he talks about this interception and how bad it was.
0: My gosh. You can make that throw with your eyes closed. No doubt. And uh, he knows that. He didn't even want to look at that play. And, you know, because as quarterbacks, it be like a guy hitting it, you know, on the to TPC and you know and in Ponte Vedra hitting it in the water three times, you know you just don't want to look at it again. And no. uh, but there was a reason when you're falling back and you're you know you're a little beat up from a, maybe a sack earlier in the series or whatever, and you just throw a terrible throw and it'd be the one like, hey man, how can I get that play back? Well, you can't. Mm-hmm. That might have been the straw that broke the camel's back, you know. And then and, um, and it was a t- and he can make that throw with his eyes closed and for him and he knows that. And I think at that point in time, I think he felt like the the noose was so tied around his neck that he was choking to death. I really believe that.
3: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think that I mean, was it, it all makes sense. That was that kind of was the worst. I guess, I guess if you can't explain it, like what does he say? I don't think Matt can explain it. Like hey, what was going through your head? Because that's what the coaches always say what was going through your mind. He probably didn't have an answer. Well, I know that uh, in the piece in Mass Live, there was the mention that Mac might have been dinged up in the Germany game or something like that. So was he? I don't know if that something? had anything to do with I don't that. Know either his feet were all jacked up, so he couldn't throw. He threw a bunch of interceptions, and eight of them were like his feet were all messed up. This guy, uh, Joe Dickinson, who is the uh, quarterbacks coach, uh, this guy was hired to be the lead quarterback instructor at DeBartolo Sports University, which conducts private camps and private training all over the country. Since 07, over 1,100 quarterbacks have been trained by uh, Dickinson. And we're talking like uh, Troy Aikman, Patrick Ramsey, Gus Farrat, Josh Freeman, wow, Chase Daniel. Oh, no, this guy. His coaching career started at a high school in Oklahoma in '78. Jeez, he coordinated offenses at the uh, college level and stuff. Was at Northern Illinois, was at Oklahoma for a while. Was the OC for a year at Oklahoma, all that stuff. So this guy has a long history of working with. So that that's a that's lot of important. So I think he because uh, a lot because uh, he did on one hand he was defending Mac. To the point where he's got to take some ownership of it. Well, I think, and this guy's worked with Mac for like fourteen years or whatever. Oh, this, really? This it's been dude that is, long? This dude is out of California, suppose. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting. You know what it is? It's a whole cottage industry out there, and you oh, know it as the well quarterback as coach. Absolutely. Hey, you oh. can't get a scotch unless you work with me. You got to yep. grab a towel. Uh, you know, you gotta flick the towel. One of my one of my former teammates, Chris Hickson who played in the Arena League for a bunch of years, our quarterback when I was at URI. He was he and, and Trent Dilfer and a couple others created this thing called QBIQ. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Josh Dobbs, they were telling you about like Josh Dobbs was one of their absolutely, yeah. they do it all the time because to your point, you know, it's the the It's the dad of the 16-year-old who's like, oh, I got to get him to college. So you got to send him to someone like that. And especially in the South, man, holy cow, there is mounds of money to be made down there. Well, I would say uh, the Southern California, that's like a hotbed for quarterbacks, especially. West West Coast and the South. There you go. Texas, Florida, the whole South It's all your major college recruiting hotbeds. Yep, there you go. It really is. Minus Pennsylvania. They grow linemen there. They used to grow quarterbacks in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, it was. They uh, used to, right? They, it was like Marino and. Well, uh, yeah, there was Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, yeah. Joe Namath, all that. I, I mean, think there that's was. A, yeah, but. happened? But as of late, <laughs> it's been more about the largos. You're getting the quality linemen out of yeah. uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio. And grass fed. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, farm strength. Yeah. <laughs> depending on how you want to define that. Uh, coach in New Hampshire wants in on Mac. Hi, Coach.
2: I do. Okay. Uh, my opinion is that Mac can't play. Now I just want to attack Bill for 40 seconds. Um, you guys use words like grudge holder, uh, silent treatment, player communication, very poor. Uh, you even use the word um, "I'm vindictive. Let me take that vindictive to one level. He said in the last game he wanted to beat the Jets. He would do everything to prepare to beat the Jets. I could care less whether they won or not, but you can't tell me that he was trying to beat the Jets, making Mac the third-string emergency quarterback, knowing that if Zappi got hurt in a snowstorm, he was going to play a kid from Canada who knew about three plays. That is not trying to win the game, and that's the level of vindictiveness that this man has I am so glad he's gone. And, oh, by the way, those adjectives that you're using, why would you ever hire a man like that?
3: Well, look, if it is uh, if it is his biggest flaw, it is something that can be worked on in theory uh, because he'd be walking into another situation. But Coach makes a really good point. You know, you, you don't turn around and say, we're doing what's best for the team and we're trying to win the game when if there would have been an injury at quarterback, it would have been... Whomever, you know, uh, Moose Knuckle uh, Moose Knuckle Harrison. Moose from Knuckle. Up in, uh, I heard he's got he's CFL. got talent. Yeah, ML. moose Knuckle. He goes by ML. <laughs> Is that his nickname? Or MK. <laughs> moose Knuckle Harrison. Oh man. I uh again it will be interesting to see kind of what happens not only with Mac and the plan moving forward. And there's the coordinator hires. Zach Robinson said no. The dude down in Atlanta said no to the special team's job. So good grief! When is that all going to get filled in? We'll talk to Tom Kern about that in twenty minutes. But your lunchtime parlay is next.
0: You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv/bostonweei
1: and check out weei on YouTube for our video on demand content, updated daily. Now more of Gresh and Fourier on weei.
3: We were right there yesterday. Right there. Oh, I know, I know, I know. So I had Nashville, Ottawa over six and a half. At the end of two periods, it was tied at three. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Really, the only thing left was would the Predators win or the Senators? And unfortunately, the Senators ended up winning. So we're right there, a goal away from having that one. And then uh, you had Houston minus five against Texas, and they win by four. Yeah, I should have just... Money-lined I don't know why the money line did. It. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. This happens. Oh, uh, to have a crystal ball when you're betting games and uh, the uh, Billy Lanny block party back at it once again. This time with Jason Tatum getting yep, yep a uh, block last night. Uh, so uh, we were two and two on the old lunchtime parlay. And the lunchtime parlay is presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of W-E-E-I. All right, here we go. We're going to get back up on the horse once again here. We did have a hit in the month of January before those of you said, do you ever hit these? Yes, we did. <laughs> we have hit one, and we will hit more. Uh, I'm going to start for you. There has been, for the past couple of years, a, uh, a betting trend that fits the game that I am picking tonight. And it is unranked home favorites... Against a ranked team. And that's what we have tonight in unranked Villanova, a one and a half point favorite welcoming in Marquette. Now this is purely data driven. Here's what the trend has shown. It comes in around 60 eh, five, six, seven percent, something like that. It's been one of the ones that, you know, one of those like kind of uh it's been one of those uh, trends that are out there that a lot of people have jumped on. I'll be the first one to tell you. If Marquette knocks down some threes with Tyler Kowalik, Villanova's going to have some problems. But unranked home favorite against a ranked opponent fits. So I'm going to go Villanova minus the uh, one and a half. Billy Landy, what do you got there, friend? Another block party. Yeah, Billy's block <laughs> party. Here we go. Celtics hosting the paces Give me Drew Holiday over a half a block. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Chicken Nick, what do we got?
1: Well, there's very limited hockey games to pick from, but one of the worst teams that hockey is playing tonight is that it's the San Jose Sharks. They are
3: hosting the Kraken. Uh, I don't like the goal line the in this Kraken. The Kraken. The Kraken. I don't like the, the goal line in this one, so give me the Kraken to win in 60 minutes, the 60-minute line for the Kraken tonight. You have to look for it, but you can find it, the 60-minute line, which means a win in regulation for the Kraken at minus 60 155. 60 huh? Uh-huh. Uh, all right. All right. Then. Well, I'm going to go cliche-ish. Oh, a yeah, gut feel here? No, or? no. I'm trying to feel like you know. Every time you know, you look at these these bets, and you're trying to like read up on them, and you know why did Why do you think they're going to win? And you know, I'm looking at the Lakers traveling to Atlanta. It's a second game of a back to back. You're looking at you know something like uh, you know Anthony Davis probably not playing because he kind of had a groin the other the other night. You look at LeBron James possibly won't play because of a second night, a second game of a back to back. That whole thing. And it's not like Atlanta's like any, even any, like great, right? They can lose to anybody. Um, But for now, my newfound hatred for the Lakers and everything that is LeBron James, I'm going to take Atlanta over the Lakers. So, in a way, it's a cliche. In a way, it's kind of a, you know, they're due in a gut. It's like it's a a trifecta. Oh, God.
1: It's actually four because they're huge favorites, too. That's the Christian Fourier way. (laughs) Shh. Oh, man. Why did you have to add that? Because Lakers giving you a hard time. Well
3: the uh, the Lakers are gonna be in Boston on Thursday night. So Ooh. LeBron sits down, plays here Thursday. Dibs, you already calling it? No, no, I'm gonna let Billy's gonna have some sort of block party, so I'm gonna let that you can you can throw it no, in. No, no, I'm gonna ah. find something. why don't we do a full like uh full like uh, Lakers versus Celtics? Same game parlay. Ooh, we might be able let's to do that. Let's focus in that's on that. Fine. I mean, that's right, that's then. old school hate. That's that, like that's real hatred right limiting there. Limiting our odds, however, oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Eh, I guess in you, a way. You can either have the whole card or just this game. Alright, let's have the whole card. Because all I know is that all the bets that I made, I went back into the betting world <clears throat> on FanDuel. And lost every single parlay I, I put went, together. Bet, I went back yeah. into the betting I world. I did. I just went back in. I was like, oh, these are easy. A couple, like, you know, bonus bets here and there. Oh, it's the bonus bets. It, it is. It's, it's what hooked me you in. in. And there's always, like, one thing that trips me up. It's like four like what is the most you should do like realistically realistically you like, really should not be doing any parlays. I know but they're, we fun. Do it be, they're fun they're fun it's and an, it's 5 bucks it's 10 bucks that's the thing it's an easy way for people to spend a little yeah. and win a lot and now i'm paying would, attention to more yeah aspects of the game instead of them just winning or losing i would also uh for me it would depend by sport i'm normally comfortable in the 3 range if i'm trying to obviously hit a big one like I did, you know, in college basketball earlier this year, then yeah, I'm going to load it up, but you know, like when my kid and I will we'll sort of block off certain parts of a UFC card and try to have bets for in, in like three or four fight increments. So you're trying to spread it out over the whole card, so you got a little action the whole way. Yeah, maybe 40-50 bucks or Let whatever. me ask you, is is, but is it's uh, three and four leggers. Is, is this a good like philosophy with my bets using this um like, you know, thinking uh, luck. I usually, I'll usually do four, and the next one is probably is like a, a bet that I really need a lot of luck, and everything needs to go right. But it gives me a lot more juice so I can win more. So I had a five dollar bet that I was going to win like six hundred bucks. If I follow up with this question, <laughs> how would you define luck in putting it together in betting? Uh, That's what I always tell people yeah. because you're not the first person to ask that. Luck is a pure intangible. No, I know it is. No, I mean, that's the thing. is. You know know what, it's you catching a ball off the defender's helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, to me, is a lucky play, which probably isn't going to happen. You cannot predict those. So our parlay today, Villanova minus one and a half against Marquette. Drew Holiday with a block against the Pacers. The Kraken on the 60-minute line against the Sharks. And Atlanta minus 205 on the money line against the Lakers. Your 10 bucks, ladies and gentlemen, will win you $107.53. We'll make sure to get that out on social media. Gresh Fourier, W E E I, on Twitter. Gresh and Fourier, spell the A and D for us on Instagram. Tom Curran is next.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.